This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010, where affiliates always attend for free. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Make your plans now to be at the most affordable, informative, interactive trade show anywhere. Haven't made your plans to join us? Then it's time to act fast. We have secured a limited number of hotel rooms at the fabulous Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel, the official host hotel of AFCON 2010. Book your reservations at our exclusive AFCON 2010 special rate by going to bit.ly slash cheap hotel. That's bit.ly slash cheap hotel. These rooms are guaranteed to be sold out fast. Remember, AFCON 2010 is giving you two days of back-to-back sessions, keynote presentations, exhibit access, and incredible nighttime networking for free. Plus, we're giving you unbelievable room specials for a limited time. Book your rooms now by going to bit.ly slash Jeep Hotel. AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. That's AFFCOM2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers... Open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the SEO manager for MediaWiz. How are you doing, John? I'm doing awesome, Ross. How are you this week? Good. Today's a bit of a crazy day here. A nice big storm. We actually had thunder, which is out, out of the world rare. I know it's not the where you are, but anyway. Yeah, we we have some nasty weather here, too, and it's like tornadoes showing up, so I feel oh, like I'm back you, in the you Midwest. Can have that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, had a good weekend, though, and I'm looking forward to going through these notes we put together here. We're, we're actually, um, the subject of the show today was the big Eric Enga interview with Matt Cutts. Uh, it was a, when was it? It was a ways back now, I guess a couple, three weeks? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, for sure. A lot of interesting stuff came out of that. It took some time to digest. <laughs> yeah, well, he de- he definitely uh, threw a lot of questions at him. You know, it's funny, I always think, what would I do if I had Matt Cutts on, into, uh, on the show? Would I talk to him? But I don't know, nothing... I don't know what I'd ask. There's really so much of it seems, I don't know, somewhat common sense with what we know, right? Because we've been doing this so long. Right. I, I, maybe we'd just be, I don't know. What would you ask? We, I, I would probably try to reach out to our listeners before we did it like, and say, okay, what do you guys want to know from Matt? Because, again, a lot of our listeners are, are beginner SEOs. Like you said, we've been doing this for so long. You know, What are the new people coming into the industry really wanting to know from the man himself, You know, the voice of Google today? True. 
That's a good, yeah. good point. Yeah, definitely. That would be a, a good way to go. Well, uh, Eric Engo, you know, being uh, uh, one of the uh, Uber SEOs as he is, had lots of good, pretty good questions, actually. Um, uh, essentially, what I've done is put down the notes of what Matt said, not, not, not so much what Eric's questions were, but uh, I guess we'll just tackle them one at a time. Do you want to take the first? Um, sure. So, um, Eric asked, basically, um, about indexation cap. And the indexation cap is, is there specifically a number of pages that they will index on a specific site? You know, is there a limit? And Matt's answer is, there isn't such a thing as an index cap. And the best way to think about that is the number of pages that we can crawl is roughly proportional to your page rank. So, what he left out here is just as interesting as what he said is, you know, okay, if your page rank is 10, we know they're going to crawl more than 10 pages of your site. So what's that percentage? So if you have a PR of four, how does that proportionally relate to how many pages they can crawl? He, um, he, I'm not sure if later on he answered that, but, but that was the interesting thing to me. He kind of left that in the air. So is that, you know, can you get 10,000 pages crawled per PR you know, per PR or is it a hundred thousand? I don't know, but it, it is interesting saying there is no indexation cap. So if you're not getting all your pages crawled, he's basically saying get more page rank and we can crawl more of your pages. Yeah. And I think it's really about the page rank entrances, right? I mean, if they enter somewhere deep in your site where you've got a high page rank article, um, a whole different selection of articles are going to be, or a whole, whole different selection of, of content is going to be indexed. So I'm not yeah. so sure it's, it's a number so much as, you know, if you've got high PR, um, yes, site-wide, but also per page, it's going to make a difference as well. And that's a good point because if, if you have, you know, a certain pay, PR on your homepage versus deep-level PR, some sites actually have higher PR pages inside their site than their homepage even has. So, PR is a page-by-page page type of thing. How does that relate to the overall site? So, to me, it's still kind of up in the air. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, another one here. I'm going to quote him here. If we can only take two pages from a site at any given time, this is, to get, this is again, about the indexation cap, and we're only crawling over a certain period of time, then uh, that can set some sort of upper bound on how many pages we're able to fetch from that host. And for some reason, that didn't sync when I said it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't sync when I read it either. Set some upper boundary on how many pages we're able to fetch from that host. So I guess what he's trying to say is if, if they can only crawl two pages at a time and they can only crawl for X number of minutes, that means that if it's – you know. Oh, I know what it was. Sorry, I missed putting in one note, which was host loading. So he, he said that you know it's one thing if um, you don't have a lot of PR, but maybe you did have a lot of PR, but you're on a shared server, and they realize they can only take a few pages at a time because your 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 site is so heavily loaded. You know, your server can only take so much. Uh, that's also something that figures into things. So it would have been interesting for Eric to ask as a follow-up, how does the sitemap XML file into that or figure into that? Because the sitemap XML file pretty much replaces the crawler and just feeds out the pages. They still have to go through the algorithmic, you know, um, scoring and, and all that, but that takes away the host crawling capabilities. Now we're just feeding them the pages. How do, 
that I guess just... that if, if, if you assume the site map, XML site map is a directive, but it's more of a hint, right? Well, it's it's a to me. I've always, seen, I've always seen it as a replacement for the crawler. So, and you're not going to get if you have a huge site, you're not going to get all your pages in that anyway. But it, it's not it's not going to impact your rankings at all. It's not going to impact the algorithm. It just says instead of the site instead of having to crawl your whole site, here's all our pages. Now do your analysis on them. Mm. Well, the next point we, we came up um, that was noted was uh, interesting. It was about duplicate content. You know, it's it's this huge topic. It comes everybody's, up every darn thing we go to. Everybody's <laughs> favorite topic. <laughs> and this didn't really strike me as all that amazing, but um, I, I guess I guess hearing it from his mouth makes it better, a little bit more official. And that is that. Essentially, and this is what I got from this, and I, I wrote a lot of notes here because you know, the way it was worded in his reply eh, was a little off. But like, it could mean a couple things. But anyways, he was saying that if if there was a page that had ten links going off it, three of those links going off are going to duplicate pages. What they'll do is, quote unquote, they'll try to transfer the incoming link juice to those pages into a merged page. So it, they'll merge those pages into one. Now, what I'm gathering is that – this is what I've always assumed – is they just pick which one's the best, and that's the one. See, but I've seen it change. See, I, I, I have a, I have a, pretty, a bit of an issue with this example because they, how do they merge it? Do they say, okay, we've got 100 points of link juice coming to combined pages. This one page has 70 of that, and the other two share 15 points. Now they all they merge it. Yeah, but now do they all have thirty three and third points? Is that how they merge it? Because I've seen it in, in sites where there could be a duplicate issue because of a parameter that didn't get caught, and that par- that parameter based page gets indexed, even though all the links go to the other page, and we drop out of the site for a couple of weeks until it gets sorted out. We block the parameter and get the other one back. So I'm I'm not comfortable with this answer because I think it's Google speak. <laughs> well, Matt's definitely good at that. But, you know, yeah. I, I would say that, um, from my experience anyway so far, is it's that, you know, if, if you have duplicate content, the, the main issue isn't that you're going to get a penalty so much as, um, first of all, it does give a bad signal to Google that, you know, your site's got a lot of wasted um, URLs. And it's going to, you know, mm-hmm. your, your priority in terms of, of indexing isn't going to look as good. You know, you, <laughs> there's right. going to be some negatives, right? But also um, that you don't get to choose which one's going to be the priority. It's going to choose it versus if you used a canonical or used 301 redirects or just made one page. Yeah. I mean, I've even seen it choose the wrong one using canonicals. Mm. And canonical definitely is just a hint, and I've seen it not take the hint before. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that one, one you got to be careful on. Don't don't count that as a hundred percent. If you use a canonical tag, you know, fix it the other ways as well to get rid of the duplicate content. Whereas back right when it was launched, and this is way ahead of the curve. Um, my client and I. Um, anyway, what he did is he he had an issue where he couldn't use three on redirect, so he used canonical, and it was a cross domain canonical. He was moving it from one domain to the other, and he used canonical tags before they were officially allowed to do that, and it worked like a charm. Yeah. Did it, did it transfer weight? Did it transfer authority, you know, the backlink juice Everything. and all that? Everything. Yes. There's a, there's a decay, obviously, but it was right. good. It nice. was good. Yeah, so the client was ecstatic because he was stuck. So 
that was some seriously heavy geek speak there. So <laughs> what I was talking about there, everyone, is that um, uh, generally a canonical tag is used on one page. Now, the canonical tag, again, um, allows you to merge a whole bunch of uh, co- what looks like duplicate content into one URL. So say you've got three different pages. You're saying, all right, all three of these pages actually sh- – or all two of these pages are actually – um, all the re- all the links you should go to this one page, the third page. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in this case, it's uh, another domain. So abc.com, we're transferring to uh, def.com. And uh, using the canonical actually worked like a 301 redirect. We were able to move those pages to the other domain. And, and that's officially allowed now. Back then, it was, wasn't even known. Or, you know, it was like, wow, let's try this. And it worked. So, nice. a few things about that I really like. But, but, but now it's now it is official though. Canonical is officially cross-domain. Exactly. So it's, it, it sounds like you guys uh, were ahead of the curve there. But it's definitely something that's not like a gray or black hat. You you can do canonical tagging cross-domain now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Want to take the next one? <laughs> oh, another another favorite topic of the old days, uh, uh, ses- session IDs. I guess session IDs came up in the, in the, the interview, and we're going to see a theme here with this. Um, first of all, they're like the way of the past. Do not use them. And I, I think most content management systems that I've seen have have gotten rid of session IDs. There's not many out there that still use them, thank goodness. What are they, first of all? Um, okay, a session ID is a way for a content management system, really it assigns an ID when a person first comes to your site. Um, normally all that's handled by cookies, um, but a, a while ago it used to be handled by what they called session IDs, which were actually a parameter that was passed in the URL that basically tracked that user's visit to the site. So the session, um, when that when that visitor was on your site, that session was tracked with a unique ID number, which is like 30, 32, 48 characters long. It was this huge number that was tacked into your URL, and it passed from every single um, every single page the person went to on your site had a unique had that session ID on it. So um, browsers would come in, or someone would link to a page, but but and the, the, not the browsers, the, the bots would come in and get a session ID every time they came in, or every time someone linked to to it with a session ID, it'd be a different session ID. So you, you could end up with you know twenty, thirty different versions of your site indexed, all with different session IDs tacked to all the URLs. Yes, yeah, so session IDs made it look like each URL was unique. Exactly. Whereas in this case, uh, they were all pointing to the same one. <laughs> and most and, and most of the time, they were identified in Parameter. That sometimes they were very nice. They were called session IDs in Parameter or just ID. And they were easy to spot because it was this big, long thing, and they would show up on every single page. Um, and you had to do everything you could to get rid of them. Um, and so most CMSs did away with them. There's still a couple that use them or old versions of CMSs that still use them. So it came up in the, in, in the interview, and they both agreed, do not use them. And the way to get rid of them is using the parameter function in Google Webmaster Tools. If, Find out, if you have to go with them. If you have to do, if you have to use them, which if you have to use them, get a new CMS. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to get rid of them because you have old CMS or a CMS that, that isn't up to date um, as far as the way CMS should work. Exactly. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to well, move on to some other points from the interview. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Inbox Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So just a second ago, we were talking about uh, session IDs and how much we love them. And uh, <laughs> Matt and Eric and, uh, both agreed. They're just wonderful. Not. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> moving on now, affiliate links. Um, this was – I thought they got – unnecessarily complex with this but anyways eric and matt discussed um uh various options of 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 uh ensuring that affiliate links don't get spidered and it just seemed i don't know it seemed like overkill to me like uh, i don't want i didn't write down every the way they talked about it but there was a few things like uh, one of them was uh, uh you know an affiliate link would point to a site and uh, instantly the site would 301 redirect um, that affiliate link to their normal URL and drop the f- affiliate code into a cookie. Pretty standard. Mm-hmm. And that would be a way to, to, to sort of uh, eliminate that extraneous code on the URL. To me, a canonical would work great there. Um, uh, yeah. I realize that other ways faster and probably way cleaner. I, th- I, think, 
I think yeah. the parameter tag is the best way to go there because, again, the canonical tag is just a suggestion. The parameter, yeah. to ignore the parameter, that's just going to ignore everything in the parameter. It's not a suggestion. That's a hard-coded, don't pay attention to this parameter. And I, I can tell you from experience that before we had the canonical tag, before we had the parameter blocking in Webmaster Tools, um, I worked on a site. I came in and, <laughs> excuse me, literally the affiliates – um, were sending so much link that the, the homepage of the site was being indexed with an affiliate ID. And this affiliate, I mean, this was a, uh, driving a lot of traffic to these affiliates for free because the, the homepage of the site was ranking um, for high-value terms, but the affiliate tag was stuck on it because of the way that the site was set up. And well, yeah, and, and that's why I've said there. In my notes, I said, why not just use a canonical tag and block the parameter? Now, to me, that makes more sense because... Um, whatever link juice is coming through. I mean, Google has said, uh, I think it's somewhere down here a little farther, that affiliate links, or maybe I didn't even write it, uh, affiliate links are, are generally weeded out so there's no link popularity going through because it was, it's to do with money, right? You know, Google's right. up against that. So, yeah. but, but <laughs> They don't if, like money at all. No, no, no. no they hate it. <laughs> um, the idea is if... if um, you know Google's not going to get that right every time, though, and there's going to be some link juice attached to these occasionally. Yeah. And why not have it all consolidate? So use a canonical and have the parameter. Um, oh, yeah. Together, no, it seems like it would be a good way. No reason not to have some overkill there. And then, again, it's not just about you know link juice in this case. It's about making sure that those pages don't get indexed with the parameters on them because if someone clicks through an organic link where the affiliate program will program owner should have got the credit for organic traffic now they have to pay out um the affiliate when they you know for organic traffic they still have to pay the affiliate yeah and the one that matt said was was very classically google was well, why don't why don't you just have them go to a blocked section of your site where your landing pages are for your affiliates I'm like well then there's absolutely no hope of getting any access page trick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> so, so, so I, I have a question for you on this next question. Um, the next, the next question is about faceted navigation, and what in faceted navigation? What do you think their definition of this article was? Because there's a couple ways to look at that. What do you think they're talking about there? Well, in this case, they're talking about. Uh, you know, if you go to a page and you can you can see the same kind of content, I think uh, you know, fifteen twenty times by choosing either by color, by make, by um, whatever option within a, a cart, uh, you could you could you could potentially find the same content fifteen twenty times even more. Yeah, but uh, okay, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure we're on the same page on that because. Because it is an issue and with larger sites, especially larger e-commerce sites, a lot of the, the newer e-com shopping platforms have that kind of drilled down navigation built in. And it can be a big issue for sure. Well, yeah, it makes sense. It's like the olden days where they'd get caught in a loop, really. Right. We call those spider traps if they're not handled correctly because yeah. it's just a big spider trap. Now, in this case, he didn't, he, went, he didn't go as far as calling it a spider trap. And I know I've, I've heard him say it before, so – um, I guess they still can find their way out per se, but um, in this case, uh, he recommended putting, and this is Matt, recommends just what the what essentially the same statement he makes when he's talking about page rank sculpting, and that is that um, you should put the stuff that you know is going to sell well, that you want to get the most PR on your homepage, and essentially give as much um, highlighting as possible to specific categories you know are going to do well. 
And mm-hmm. that way Google can find it easier. But you know what? That homepage is pretty valuable. How much? Uh. Uh, so, so I've actually worked with some people to like build a strategy to include no follows in those, in a lot of those drill down navigation things in certain areas. Um, and I'm wondering at this point, since the change in no follows, how effective that is now and if we need to look for a different strategy to deal with that. Well, yeah. Well, he also did note that Canonical would work on those as well. Um, and, you know, <laughs> although a little further on here, it's kind of a, a segue is uh, Google notes that he, he went almost as far as calling PR sculpting spammy because it leads bots in a direction different than users. It's so funny how things have changed over the years, you know. He was all into uh, it at one point. Yes. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, um, maybe this – Whatever this, I would do this. I, what I would do is, if it was, if I was really concerned about that, I would make those um, various facet navigations in JavaScripts that are tougher to index. Now, again, he also notes in this. We're jumping to a few things here already that he, they, that Google does have the ability to execute a large fraction of JavaScript when they need or want to. Um, so, in other words, he actually suggests using nofollow on JavaScript links now. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's overkill. But, yes. Yeah. All right. So it's to me that's still a tricky part. If you if you've got a site like that, um, it's still like they say it's tricky to make sure that you are not doing a lot of multiple passive navigation to the same content. Um, and, and even if you are, in some cases, as long as the CMS when you finally get to that last point um, still is supply, supplying the same URL, no matter how you got there. Um, it's not as bad as if they change the parameters around based on your path, which I've seen happen most of the time. So basically what I'm saying is if you if you click down through Category 1, Category 3, Category 5, and Category 6 to get to your landing page, um, if, you category, if you clicked it from Category 6 to Category 3 to Category 1 to Category 5 in a different order, those parameters would show up in the same order in your URL, uh, so you would end up on the same page at the end. So a lot of times they put them in the URL based on the order you clicked them, not in, based on a, a defined order based on the category itself. Mm, okay. Well, uh, let's just take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some PR stuff. Woohoo! Fun. Oh, fun. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from seofox.com. What's that? 
You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we're just talking about facet navigation and some of the issues that are involved with, uh, well, essentially, like John said, kind of a spider trap. Uh, now we're going to touch on a few things that were mentioned uh, by Eric uh, and, and Matt on um, PR. Everybody's second favorite topic, right behind yes. the content. <laughs> so, essentially, uh, there is one statement which, uh, you know, what it's like the other thing earlier. It's just nice to hear and just tell us that we're correct. Yeah, <laughs> confirm we've, us. We've known it forever, but nobody's ever said, "Yeah, you're right." Until now. Yes, and that is that there is some loss of page rank in a 301 redirect. Now, they say this. Now, I think that that's true in most cases, uh, or actually only in this case where he's noted. I think a, a standard 301 redirect within your site from one page to another wouldn't have any, or if it does, it's so minuscule. But in this case, it's a little bit different. Um, he said that um, in this case, if a person links to your old URL – like this is a, a reference. This is true. This has got some best, some of the best page rank out there. It's a, a, a true uh, confirmation that you know what you're doing from well. So it could be CNN. They're linking to um, your old URL, and you are then passing it to the new URL. There is definitely degradation there because CNN hasn't updated their link. It's uh-huh. it could be way out of date. It could be going to the different content entirely now. Right, and this is really critical. When you're doing a site redesign where you're changing a lot of deep URLs because you put it on a new content management system or you're rebranding and you put everything on a brand new domain and all your old links, you know, you 301 everything perfectly, you know, to get that transition from the old site to the new site, which is critical, but you need to actually reach out to some of those high value links that you got and get them to change it to the new site. You know, you can't just let it sit because those, that PR from those that you used to have is going to degrade. It's, it is. It's going to degrade. Um, 
decay is, I think, the word that Matt used. PR decay, is that correct? Yeah. And, and, and really, I mean, it, don't people don't panic. I mean, it's not that big. I mean, I, what uh, would you say? Like, maybe the worst case, 20% decay? And it really depends. I think it's over time as well. My, I've always thought of it. Yeah. This, this wasn't, this wasn't specifically spelled out. I don't believe, but it's like if you. It depends on first how much PR there is. If you're, if you're talking about a PR one link to your site, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna decay a bit quicker than a PR eight link to your site. But literally, I believe personally over time, if if that PR eight link doesn't ever get fixed to the right one, you know, it's a gone. couple of years out, it could be gone. Yeah, Easy. I agree. Totally. So. It, it, it's worth your time to take the time to look at your your link profile when you're changing a site when you're when you're doing a new brand or new CMS and find those super high value links that you have pointing not only to your homepage but the deep level pages of your site and be proactive and reach out to those places if possible and say hey I changed my site can you can you switch your link over to my my new page right so we've got a few other ones we could get into but i think we're going to get into that in the next show what i'd like to to add is some news on google local before we end of the show um and that is that uh, google local is finally allowing small businesses to get a local listing now remember if you have a google local listing it, you don't even have to have a website as far as Google's concerned if you're in the white pages, if you're an actual business that's in a map anywhere, you can be in Google Local. So it's kind of cool. If You don't even need a website, and you can still get a top ranking under a local search. Now, what they said now, though, is, you know, and I had this question just on the same day they launched this, which I thought was pretty cool, and that is uh, that if you don't want your home address noted, let's say you have a home-based business, you can now say no to that. You can actually have it removed, or at least not removed, but hidden on local searches. Now, first of all, um, Matt McGee was the guy that found this. Good old Matt, he's always on top of this stuff. And uh, he said that, well, first of all, he jumped right on it and he he applied it for his wife. Now, the problem was uh, he actually had some issues where, uh, actually, it's quite a long story. But if you go to his um, smallbusinessseam.com, you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, um, the gist of it is don't do this quite yet. There's a few bugs that Google's still working out. It's very fresh. In fact, it's a limited kind of release to anyone who's already got an account. I'm not even sure you'd see it if you made a new Google local account right now. But it is very good news in the future. Very cool. And (laughs) your reduction in rankings. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Very interesting stuff they're trying to do at Google. Another thing they did over at Google Local, which is they got to fix real soon, is tied the uh, the local PPC advertising that you can do in Google Local to the actual data in a in a local listing. So, like the phone number stuff. While that sounds smart at the top level, what they've done basically is they've now made it so you can't track conversions from Google Google local advertising because a lot of people would put trackable phone numbers in there um, and you can't do that anymore. So that's something that you're, should be fixing soon, hopefully. So if you do a Google AdWords campaign, I don't know much about this, to be honest. I know we talked about it the other day, but if you put your phone number in the, in the actual text, they can't really <laughs> notice that, can they? No, no, the, no. Actually, you really need to have gained a lot of. Uh, I hate to use the word authority, but you have to have a good page score. You have to, have, you know, a good ad that's been there for a while before you can really put your phone number and get it to stick. Okay. At least that's what I hear. I'm not too deep into the paid side of things, but that's what my uh, colleagues on that side tell me. Excellent. Well, you're further into than I am. I, I, yeah, 
I'm a, a babe when it comes to pay-per-click. I know some big basic stuff, but that's about Me it. And no, not a hot-looking babe, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm almost in kindergarten when it comes to that. <laughs> well, thanks, John. It was a good good episode. Lots of content. we still got lots more to share next week. So, oh, definitely. Uh, and on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediWiz, thanks for joining us. My Twitter ID is at Ross Dunn. John? I'm at John Carcutt. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Our show is on Mondays, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. The level of connection you feel in your home dramatically influences your experiences there. Get the tools to control that connection in your communities with the first multifamily platform that unifies management and resident experiences to create smart apartments. Talk to a RealPage consultant today to see how your properties can meet the future of multifamily with the Smart Building Suite.